Hey, I'm Frank Burton from the Ragbag Podcast. I've just published a new novel. It's called 100, and you are going to like it. There was a boy who lived alone in a hundred-story tower block in the dirty city. There was a girl who vomited cash. There was a man who had one of those dreams about having a dream. There was an electrical engineer who was in possession of a rare form of sleepwalking. It's weird, it's wild, it's wonderful, it's in paperback and ebook format on Amazon, but hey, you're audio people. So I've made you an audio book available for name your price that's name your price from frankburton.bandcamp.com that's frankburton.bandcamp.com and i know i'm biased because i wrote it but trust me this is going to Welcome to Ragbag's Bonus Bag. My name's Frank Burton. Here's Ragbag's Best Bits, Part 4, The Best of the Guru. This is going to be fun. And stick around for the dodecahedron feature, a.k.a. here's a tune that I like and I think you will like it too. What else? Oh yeah, buy my books, they're on Amazon. Yeah, enjoy the show. Here's a dedication from Victor in South London for his girlfriend Lydia Stein. Just so we're clear, this is being picked up by the right person. That's Lydia Jane Stein of 52 Hastings Drive, SW5BH4. Date of birth 16th of the 8th, 1991. National insurance number JK734556X. Victor says, I'm so sorry about everything, babe. Me and my big mouth. Listen, I hope you guys can figure things out. And Victor, hey, keep a lid on it once in a while. Hope that helps. Anyone else need any relationship advice? Get in touch. I'm a guru. Someone else wants some advice here. Let's have a look at this. My son is prodigiously talented. At school, he missed out the entire fourth grade. Now he's graduated with flying colours and wants to study linguistics. I just can't decide where to send him. Harvard or Yale? Hmm. Some people have real problems, pal. Send him to MIT or better still, ask him what he wants to do. Keep your dilemmas coming, guys. I'll take a couple of your dilemmas now. Frank, I'm on a very low income and I've never had the funds to take my kids abroad. Do you know of any good foreign holiday packages for a single parent on a tight budget? Well, I suppose the biggest expense is paying for everyone's passports, right? Just a thought, but maybe just get one for yourself. Smuggle the kids through customs in your suitcase. Puncture it with a couple of air holes and away you go. And it's just one seat on the plane needed too. 
Good luck with that. Derek in Luxembourg says, I'm in love with two women and neither of them know of each other's existence. Surely the right thing to do is carry on lying to them both. Number of hearts broken equals zero. I suppose you've answered your own question there, haven't you, Derek? Come to think of it, you didn't actually ask for advice on this matter. I suspect you got in touch just to brag about being a two-timer. What do you want, a medal? Better not. I give the game away. Shout out to Smythe from Glasgow. Thanks for the pictures you sent. Sadly, I'm not qualified to diagnose anything. I suggest you ask your GP to refer you on to a skin specialist. I agree. The rash really does look to be the same shape as Italy. Very distinctive. From a distance, you could mistake it for an oddly coloured tattoo. You'll miss it when it's gone. Shout out to Billy. Billy emailed to say, Don't need any advice on this matter, just wanted to share. I have a crippling fear that someone is going to steal my organs while I'm sleeping and sell them on the black market. I've got it so bad that I decided to have a message tattooed across my abdomen. It says, Dear Organ Thieves, you're wasting your energy. I have it on good authority that all my organs are uniquely misshapen, making them completely unsuitable for transplants. The message is accompanied by a range of illustrated diagrams. A banana-shaped heart, a sock-shaped kidney, a large intestine tied up to resemble a balloon animal. I realise it's an irrational fear, but I've slept a hell of a lot better since getting the tattoo. Nice one, man. An innovative solution. Perhaps the same strategy could be used for other phobias. Fear of spiders? Write the spider a threatening note. Spiders can't read, you might say. So what? Neither can imaginary organ thieves. It's a psychological exercise. I've had five or six people writing to me recently asking for advice about overcoming arachnophobia. There's your answer. But hey, don't thank me. Thank Billy. Genius. Rachel in Portland says, My dog thinks he's a cat. Chases mice around the garden and everything. Sometimes I swear I've heard him meowing. I'll let him get on with it, I say. Just be sure to give him the old uh, operation, yeah, if you've not done that already. Imagine the confusion with all the neighbourhood cats. Doesn't bear thinking about. I have got you thinking about it though, haven't I? Sorry about that. Good luck. Maxine in Helsinki has been in touch. She says, I really enjoy the first two episodes of Ragbag where you were responding to listeners' dilemmas. Why did you stop doing this feature in subsequent episodes? Well, first of all, Maxine, it wasn't really a feature. It was a bit of an informal advice. Secondly, no one sent me any dilemmas lately. I don't know why. I think I've proven myself to be a superb agony uncle. 
what am I supposed to do? Let me know if you need any advice yourself. Well, as it happens, I did receive an email a couple of days ago from an anonymous source. He or she says, Frank, help me. I've lost my faith in God, humanity, the world in general. Worst of all, I've lost faith in myself. Sorry to hear that. Sounds like you need something new to believe in, yeah? Lost your religion? Give atheism a try, or a different one. I hear good things about Satanism. Like it's not as negative as it sounds. Lost faith in yourself? Make some changes. Never too late to completely reinvent yourself. Stop playing the tuba, seriously. I expect you're the sort of person who wouldn't ordinarily do that. Just do it. Don't question the advice. The fact that you're not interested in playing the tuba, well, that's the whole point. This is the new you. Let me know how you get on. And listen, some good news. I had a response from the anonymous contact who asked me for advice about changing his life in the last edition. He says, hi, this is Kevin. Not my original name. Kevin is my new identity. An identity which was formed as a direct result of your sound advice. I've started playing the tuba. I'm looking to join a brass band soon. The old me would have turned his nose up at such activities. But the old me was very unhappy. Kevin is the opposite. Kevin has found religion. Satanism, just as you suggested. Talk about finding joy in the most unlikely of places. Kevin, I don't think I actually recommended joining a satanic cult. Did I? Did I say that? I don't remember saying that. It doesn't seem like sound advice to me. But if it's helped you find some enlightenment, then good for you. Again, I can't bring myself to officially condone your life choices there. And I seem to have started something here because I've had a few other messages along a similar vein. Eduardo says, Frank, I took your advice and started playing the tuba. Right, for a start, the advice wasn't directed at you, Eduardo. It was directed at Kevin, or the person Kevin used to be, or whatever. Secondly, I made the suggestion as something that you might like to do to bring about changes in your life. It wasn't necessarily meant to be taken literally. Anyway, Eduardo continues, Already, I feel like a completely different person, a better person. Every morning I greet myself in the mirror by saying, Welcome to your new life as a tuba-playing, crack-smoking, Satan-worshipper. Now, I definitely didn't recommend the use of crack cocaine. Satan-worshipping, maybe, I can't actually remember saying that, but never crack, never. As for the rest of you, all I wanted to do here was record and release a killer music podcast with a small handful of followers, preferably no followers at all, but a handful is fine, making absolutely no cultural impact whatsoever. Was that too much to ask? Apparently so. It seems I've unwittingly set myself up as some kind of messiah, and I'm not comfortable with this, okay? I'll tell you that now. I am not comfortable with this. Here's some more music. 
Sheila has been in touch to say, I'm single and looking for love, but don't want to use dating apps. What would you say is the best way of meeting people? Frankly, Sheila, after what's been going on lately, I'm never giving advice to anyone ever again. I don't know if you caught the last edition uh, of this show, Sheila, but um, there was a chap called Eduardo who got in touch and um, basically disclosed that he had begun indulging in crack cocaine as a direct result of advice that he believed I had given him. You're happy about that, Eduardo? Now Sheila's not going to know what's going on. Okay? I know what to say to her. I've got some very good advice for her. Eduardo, if you're listening. But I can't give it. I cannot give that advice until you kick your drug habit, yes? Do we have a deal? Eduardo? Some people have to ruin everything for everyone, don't they? Kick your drug habit now, otherwise this guru is officially on strike. Yeah, it's fighting talk. Assuming that Eduardo has kicked his habit by next time, please do um, get in touch with uh, anything really. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't know why I have to ask your doing it anyway up to your own back so what I'm asking for Twitter handle is uh, Ragbag Frank Facebook page I believe at this moment in time is Ragbag Podcast yeah I remembered it this time yeah Ragbag Podcast on Facebook check that out and um do whatever else do whatever else you want to do with your life really apart from apart from that just do whatever you want to do I'm not stopping you I'm just not going to advise you either way as to whether your actions are the correct actions you're not going to know until Eduardo steps up to the plate and you know, it's up to you at the end of the day if that's what you want to do, mate. But I got a lot of people hanging on this, okay? A lot of people awaiting your response. Step up, do the right thing. I haven't really got a lot of people, Eduardo, you know this. But Sheila, think of Sheila, yeah? Yeah, think of her. Oh, and speaking of next time, I nearly forgot to mention, Eduardo is off the drugs. It means I can officially come off strike in my capacity as agony uncle slash life coach for the masses. This is great news. If you remember Eduardo, don't you? Eduardo, you remember him, yeah? Eduardo says, You got me, Frank. I've seen the error of my ways. No more crack for me. From now on, I'll be strictly sticking to regular cocaine. 
You don't know how happy that makes me, Eduardo. Anyone want any advice, please do get in touch. More than happy to take your questions now that Eduardo is back on the straight and narrow. In a manner of speaking. And as mentioned last time, the Guru is indeed back in action. I'll be taking your questions um, on today's show. Um, Philomena says, Do you have any advice for a millennial who wants to get on the property ladder? What, what's a millennial? I don't know what you're on about. What's a, what's a property ladder? I can't help if you don't clearly define your terminology. Lala has been in touch to say, um, I have a debilitating fear of confined spaces. Any thoughts on overcoming this? I don't know. How should I know that? Any sensible questions, please do uh, get in touch. Send them my way. More than happy to help. Langston in Panama says I've been given three weeks to live <laughs> well Langston oh this will cheer you up I um, I misread your email initially and I thought you'd written three whelks to live it gave me a pleasing mental image then I um, read the words terminal illness a little bit further down and I put two and two together it, it, it's good to laugh about these things isn't it Langston anyway Langston says I've got three weeks to live. I'm too unwell to leave the house, so we'll have to leave my bucket list for another lifetime. Do you have any box sets to recommend? Box sets. I genuinely thought you were talking about selecting a suitable coffin. That's a bit less funny than the three whelks thing, admittedly, but do feel free to laugh at that unfortunate error as well. In answer to your question, Langston, I don't watch a great deal of television. My heartfelt advice, turn off the TV. The ultimate box set is sitting right inside of you. Close your eyes, Langston, and binge watch your own life story. Your highs, your lows, your successes, your missed opportunities. No regrets, no bitterness. It's too late for all of that celebrate you yeah got another request for some advice here from alfonso greaves who wishes to remain anonymous oh whoops sorry sorry alfonso um alfonso says i recently come into some money it feels right for me to give away several thousand dollars my friends and family are all undeserving scumbags, so they won't be getting a dime. I'd like to give it to charity, but which one? I don't want to give it to a cause that's close to my heart because it would feel too self-centered. I know what poverty is like, so giving to the poor is out. I know what it's like to fall ill, so no medical charities either. What is there left? 
Very good question, Alfonso.、Um, I had a similar dilemma myself after I won the lottery a few years back. Yes, I was a、uh, multimillionaire for a short time. I'm not anymore. It's a long story. One for another time. I was almost swayed by the idea of contributing to an area of the arts that doesn't really interest me, like sculpture or something. Set up a grant for young sculptors to do their thing. But I couldn't help but start to feel passionate about the scheme, so I ditched the idea altogether. Instead, I donated a hundred thousand pounds to a charity offering legal aid to war criminals. You see, I agree with you. It's all about helping others, just not catering for your own interests. I'll send you the link if you're interested. I'm sure they could use your support. So, a group calling themselves the Ragbag Tuba Orchestra have sent me their latest track. This is a surprisingly large group of musicians who've got together, having taken on some advice I offered on a previous show about bringing about positive change in your life by, for example, taking up playing the tuba, taking. What can only be described as a fundamentalist approach to my words of wisdom. I struggled to hear what they were playing at first, but it turns out、um, they're actually blasting out a unique rendition of "April Showers," which is the song I use for the、um, Ragbag theme tune. This is getting way out of hand. Okay, you've got another thing coming if you think I'm going to play. This rubbish on my show. Now, let's just say hypothetically that I did tell you to start playing the tuba. Some secondary advice for you here, okay? Learn how to play in tune and in time with your bandmates before you start releasing your own recordings on SoundCloud. Secondly, get together with other musicians by all means, but do it with. People who play different instruments to you. I think that's the idea. I've seen your profile photo. All 27 of you sitting there with your tubers. It looks wrong. Thirdly, the name of your band suggests that you are in some way affiliated or at least tacitly endorsed by me and this podcast. You are not. Now I already have a number of pending court cases. I frankly can't afford to take on another one, as grimly entertaining as that would be. So I'll ask you nicely, please. Can you change your name? I realise you're in the habit of doing everything I say, so I can't see you having a problem with this. Please, can you change your name from the Ragbag Tuba Orchestra to the Bunch of Idiots? Thanks in advance, guys. Practice, by the way. That'll make all the difference. Makes perfect, as they say. Well, probably won't in your case, but、um, at the very least, practice ought to make you sound vaguely competent. Right. Time for the dodecahedron feature, aka tune of the week, or whatever. 
This one's by Motorama, who I've played on the show before, but not this particular track. The track I played a while ago was called Warm Eyelids, and that most likely will have to be included on one of the best of the music specials, which we have coming up soon. Yeah, there's something about that song that really does it for me. But today I'm going to play a track called There's No Hunters Here. It's one of those tunes, again, that really struck a chord with me, as they say. I can't really explain why. It's just a good tune. That's all there is to it. So, here it is.
for listening. Another bonus bag will be with you next week. And I can't remember which one it is. It's going to be a good one, though. And, yeah, all the usual stuff. Buy my books from Amazon, A History of Sarcasm and 100. The audiobook version is available from frankburton.bandcamp.com. Set up name your price, so check that out as well. And all the details of all my other stuff can be found at frankburton.co.uk. So there you go. Enjoy yourselves, people. Have a good time. Is that a catchphrase? Nah. Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more.